Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus today on real ghost stories online what happened to some children late one night when they decided to have a sleepover in the family camper something that would haunt them for the rest of their lives. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. is our phone number here. Call in your real ghost story now. Of course, you can also write in at realghoststoriesonline.com to share your real ghost story with us that way. Uh, And if you like the show, you want to keep us on the air, become an extra podcast person, an EPP, as we call them. You sign up to be an extra podcast person over at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Five bucks a month gets you access to all of our bonus episodes, as well as advanced episodes of the program. It's all there for you, and it helps keep this show alive and on the air. It is the weekend edition of the program, the uh, child-friendlier version of the show. We we don't swear during uh, the weekend versions, but I can tell you the stories are still pretty darn spooky. Yeah. So it's uh, Tony and Harper joining you this fine day. How are you today, Harper? Good. This is uh, the show that uh, it's, it's our first uh, recording of Real Ghost Stories Online post-Halloween. Uh, for you and me. So Halloween 2020, obviously a bit different than normal years uh, for you. Thoughts? Well, it was actually kind of shorter. Shorter? How so, how so? Pretty much all we did was tell s- scary stories and do the show and then went to bed. <laughs> yeah, that kind of is how the night went. But we, we kind of made it into a two-day thing. 
Uh, you know, the the second day we did more stuff and uh, watched uh, some scary movie and uh, made caramel corn and, you know, tried to, to have some more fun with it the best that we can during this time. We didn't watch a scary movie. We did scary Oh, you're right. We did scary Yes. Instead of uh, a scary movie, because we were going to do a scary movie and then we decided to do a karaoke instead and we called it scary Yeah, because we couldn't decide what to watch. Yeah. So we went down that road, but we had fun. We made it, you know, something different. It, there, there really is nothing that makes up for going door to door and saying trick or treat when you're a kid. That's... <laughs> It's a hard thing to replicate. Uh, I'll tell you that much, especially from a, a parent's perspective, because you know you've been there and what life is like without it and the years that you have to do it, how much you enjoy it. Uh, but, you know, we do our best <laughs> to try and have some fun with it being the year it was. And maybe next year we'll be able to go back and enjoy the world of trick-or-treating. But we did enjoy going live and uh, seeing that uh, you had a great costume you got to show off. Everybody loved it. Uh, her, She was Lucy. If you want to see it, just look back on our Facebook page. Uh, back to Halloween night, we did a live uh, Facebook live broadcast that is, uh, will remain up there, uh, taking your questions and such. And the girls were dressed up uh, for, uh, for Halloween. And I was uh, a Kevin and uh, mom was a Karen. So. And Livy was an angel. And, and Livy was an angel. And I was Lucy. It was great. So go back and, uh, and check that out if you're looking for something fun to watch for about an hour. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's uh, go to our first story. It says, when I was younger, I lived in a troubled home in which I endured my fair share of abuse and misery. This is an especially important note. I was close to seven years old, living in a trailer not too far from a small town. The town hosted a bar, a small shopping center, and a handful of mom-and-pop shops. It was quaint, quiet, and people enjoyed keeping to themselves. It was exceedingly rare to see someone involving themselves in anyone else's affairs. Even the small school hosted little in way of events. It was a peculiar thing that I never questioned too much. I did, however, make friends with a girl that lived a good ten minutes away. She had a big house, and it was apparent she had money. Anytime I'd go over, I was absolutely spoiled. I spent a great deal of time away from my home and from the people that mistreated me because of this girl. I do believe her name was McKenna. One day, we had decided to stay out at, uh, in her camper for the night since she had two other friends over. We had already had a very spooky incident that occurred any time I was over at her house. I'd be followed by a prayer rock. It did not matter where I went, where we locked it up, or how many times we got rid of it. At some point, we just got used to the stubborn thing showing up. We had just finished taking snacks out of the camper, me greeting the rock when I noticed it when I looked up to the tree-lined area to see a creature standing in the trees. Kind of just stood peering up, trying to figure out what it was. When I pointed it out to M, she panicked and told me it was time we went inside for a bit. It was still early in the morning at this point. She suggested having breakfast. By the time we finished eating, all was forgotten and we decided to go jump on her trampoline. We played for over an hour sitting down on the stretchy fabric to take a break. I looked back up at the trees and the thing stepped out. It resembled a dog but was burnt and missing a leg and an eye. I freaked and bolted, not even grabbing my shoes. M followed me, asking me, and we slammed her glass sliding door shut. You would assume this thing could not possibly be out in broad daylight, that it had to be a real animal. It was not. 
M had a tale to tell. That forest had many wildfires. The dog we kept seeing was her German shepherd that she had named Sheep. The campfire, uh, a campfire had gone astray one night and lit many dry trees on fire, killing acres of forest. M had been at school when her parents got her to evacuate. When she asked her dad where she was, he said the dog had taken off and they could not find him. Later, they found his charred remains at least 20 yards from the edge of the forest. The zombie-like dog I saw was Shep. This did not make me happy. One of the people I lived with was very much into the occult and had made an un me uncomfortable with these things. I asked to leave, but M begged that I stay, saying it could not hurt us and that it would be fine. I was a kid. Snacks, movies, and no adults were enough to lure me. Just as the sun began to set, M, her two other friends, and I loaded into the camper for a night of fun. Again, I greeted the rock. Weird thing is, it was far closer to me than normal. I was already uneasy, but this did not help. I tried to ignore it and set it under a little pull-out bed as M started the movie. About halfway through, I can hear footsteps outside of the camper, circling. It's then that I notice the rock is in my lap. Did I freak out? No. I sit stock still. Somehow, I feel something trying to calm me. We can't leave the camper, but we would be in danger if we did. The noises became louder as the minutes wore on. Scratching on the siding, whimpers, whines, the sound of a dog, one that desperately wants in. The other girls are aware at this point. They are as scared, if not more scared, than I am. The scratches turn to thuds. The thuds rock the small camper, bend in weak siding. One of the girls starts crying. None of us have phones, and I start singing Amazing Grace. My stepmom taught me that song and sang it to me to comfort me. I knew it would help me stay calm. The louder and more aggressive the knocks and rocking became, the louder I sang. The other girls picked up the lyrics and joined me. Suddenly, the lights in the house come on and, uh, miss, and uh, the stepdad walks outside, a gun in his hand. He runs down to the camper, opens the door to find us all huddled around a weird prayer rock. Several of us crying and singing a song at the top of our lungs. At the sight of him, we shove past each other to escape. To this day, I have the prayer rock and say hi to it when it moves. I'm sure it keeps us safe that night. If there's anything to remember that dark things can lurk in daylight. What exactly is a prayer rock? That's a good question because that's not a term that I uh, really knew. Uh, a prayer rock. The idea is simple. You place a little rock on your pillow each morning so that when you go to bed that night, you remember to say your prayers. Uh, so it's like a little rock that has like kind of the start of a prayer or something on it uh, or who you're wanting to pray for. And um, this one, whenever she'd go to this house, seemed to just show up everywhere that she was, which was bizarre in itself. So it's a moving prayer rock. It's a rock. It should not be able to move by itself. Have you ever heard of the moving rocks? No. Because there's actually something. If you look it up, like the moving rocks of, De of Dead Valley. The moving rocks of Death Valley? Yep. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Pull it up on this screen. I'm looking at the pictures right over here. What? What? What is this? They're moving rocks. 
and no one knows the cause. Some people say it's high winds, but if it were to be, that wouldn't be like loops and it's going to go like left and then right and then straight. I have never heard of this, Harper. This is really interesting. But there are these, these rocks that move around Death Valley and they try to figure out what's going on. Researchers have investigated this question since the 1940s, but no one has ever seen the process in action until now. In a new paper published August 27th, PLOS-1, a team led by Scripps Institution of Oceanography in San Diego, report first-hand observations of the phenomena. Because the stones can sit for a decade or more without moving, the researchers did not only expect to see motion in person, instead they decided to monitor the rocks remotely by installing high-resolution weather stations uh, capable of measuring gusts one, uh, to one-second intervals and fitting 15 rocks with custom-built motion-activated GPS units. Experiment was set up in the uh, winter of 2011. Uh... Apparently they move every, what, like, decade. The observations show that the moving rocks require a rare combination of events. First, uh, the uh, playa fills with water. So the area that it is has to be filled with water, which must be deep enough to allow formation of floating ice during cold winter nights, but shallow enough to expose the rocks. As nighttime temperatures plummet, the pond freezes to form sheets of windowpane ice, which must be thin enough to move freely, but thick enough to maintain strength. On sunny days, the ice begins to melt and break up into large floating panels, which light winds drive across the pool. The ice sheets shove the rocks in front of them, moving stones, leaving trails in the soft mud bed below the pool on the surface. So that's how they think those rocks move, is basically glorified, uh, you know, frozen dew, if you, because it, it's not quite, it's like, like, like a pond that's frozen, but there's enough moisture that's frozen that makes them slide in all of the right circumstances, which doesn't happen all that frequently. So that's very likely not what's happening here with this rock. Uh, th this rock is, is being moved some other for some other reason um, uh, in this, this story. But yeah, it's still a weird phenomenon. That, yeah, that one is a weird phenomenon, but completely disconnected from the story. So you have that. Uh, you have this dog that has passed away clearly passed away not like oh he's missing we don't know whatever happened to him they found his body so we know he's dead and it seems the ghost of this dog still is out there he's scary looking but i i feel like his intent is still to be a protective dog i think so too but yeah it is scary if you see this dog with a missing eye and yeah. a missing leg and he's charred that what? would be scary to see, what? not even as a kid, but anytime. What does charred mean? Burned. Burned. Like when I, if I burn a steak or something, and which I don't really ever do, but uh, sometimes when I do like long bar term barbecue outside or something, and it, it's like a blackness to it, that's charred. Uh, or a, a log that's been on the fire outside for a long time that's just black on the outside, that's charred. So... A dog, if it started on fire and it didn't get put out, it would have charred skin. So would anything, really. Anything can technically get charred 
Um, so just seeing something like that walking around that we know is dead. I, I think that 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 surprisingly, I think, is easier to explain than The Rock. It's it's the ghost of a pet. Why it's appearing that way, I don't know. But it seems to be still trying to do its duties. Um, and that seems to be it. Uh, the rock moving and how that's connected. I don't know if that's really just something that's kind of happening, uh, you know, almost like a cohabitation haunt, two totally different things haunting at the same time that seem to be following each other around. I don't know, but it was uh, definitely a creepy story either way. Uh, 855-853-4802, our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We would love to hear them. Call them in 24-7. Let's uh, jump over here to a phone call at 855-853-4802. Hi. Hi, my name is Chastity, and I have a few stories that have happened to me that I'd like to talk to you guys about. Um, One of the most recent stories uh, happened with uh, when a friend of mine passed away back in May of this year. Um, we had a really very, a very, very deep connection. And um, two weeks before he died, I started getting nauseous. And there was really no explanation for it. Like, nothing had changed. You know, no, no changes in diet or, you know, stress or anything like that. So um, I started getting nauseous two weeks before he died. And then um, I noticed right around 4 o'clock, um, the nausea just lifted. And then about half an hour later, I got a call from another friend of his that, and she, she said that, you know, she said, did you hear the news about him? And I said, no. And she said, oh, she goes, ooh, like that. And she said, he passed away today. Um, and, and it shocked me. It really, it really shocked me that I, um, had that, that happen, you know, that, um, intuition or, telepathy, whatever you want to call it. Um, another um, thing that happened to me is um, in uh, I volunteer for hospice, and in 2012, I w- was sitting with a patient, and I'd been sitting with him for about six days, six days for about 12 hours a day, because uh, we were really close and, you know, to make sure that they were taking care of them like they were supposed to and um saturday evening i told him i said i'm leaving now and i said i'll be back on sunday i said if you happen to want to go before then it's okay but i said if you want me to be here i'll I'll be here on sunday i'll be here tomorrow night and so I, i was there the next night and he um i was there for maybe half an hour to 40 minutes and um, I started noticing, I was holding his hand, and I, I started, I started to notice, um, that my, my body was like just sitting up straighter and straighter in the chair. And then, um, I felt something kind of trail up my arm and push through my side, and then push out through the middle of my body. And it took me a while to tell anyone that story because I thought, oh, wow, this is just going to be the craziest thing ever. People are going to really think I'm far out there. Um, and I was really just utterly shocked when 
I heard that it happens more often than than you would think. Um, I'm actually blind, and um, so I, I don't know if that has you know anything to do with um, the fact that I I get like gut feelings about things, and I get like forewarned about things. For instance, when my my grandpa passed away in 2003, he came to me in a dream, and it was the only dream I've ever had in my life where I was sighted. And I was driving a car, and I was driving down past all the old spots that we used to hang out at, the donut shop, the water plant where he worked, um, places like that. And um, then he said, pull into this parking lot over here in this building. And I parked, and we got out of the car, and he walked me to the door. And he said, I'm going to walk over to the other side of you now. And he walked over to the other side. He goes, okay, I'm leaving. And he goes, go into that building. They're going to they need to tell you something. And I walked into the building and went to the front desk and said, I understand you have something to tell me. And um, I was escorted down this long hall that got darker and darker as I went down there. And um, I... Um, was escorted by two ladies and they took a key and they unlocked this door and we went in. One lady stood behind the desk and one lady stood like really close to my face and shook her finger and said something really bad is about to happen and you need to be prepared. And I woke up and I immediately um, said you know, my grandpa died. My grandpa died. I know he's gone. And everyone was like, "Oh, don't be silly. Don't be. Don't be like that. He's not gone." I said, "He's gone. He's he's definitely gone." And then about an hour or two later, my aunt called me, which is his daughter. She, she called me, and I, I I said I don't want to talk to her right now because I just didn't want the final um, the finality of it all. Um, and she said, it's an emergency. She needs to talk to me. And I finally did. She told me that he had died and took him to the hospital and, you know, everything. And, um, you know, that they were waiting for the family to come and say their goodbyes to the hospital. Um, so it was, it was really bizarre. Now, since my friend died in 2000 uh, I'm sorry this year um, I'm sorry that I'm backtracking um, but there was a point that I wanted to make about that he died on May 28th and since then um, I the the intuitive thing I've um, I, I've had it so often you know, it happened with my grandpa. It happened a couple times when I was going to go somewhere. I got a sick feeling not to go. And then as soon as I decided that I would, you know, follow that, you know, warning, the the queasiness and nausea went away. So I don't know what that is. You know, it doesn't creep me out. It, it just, it, I'm just so, I guess, blown away by it and just shocked by it that it happens so often to me now that I'm like, wow, what am I supposed to do with this, you know? 
I'm 39 years old, and it's happened quite a bit. It's happened, I would say, about seven, eight times since 2003, I would say. Um, So, I I don't know. It's really, all that stuff is so bizarre um, to me. How how that happens and and you know I um I I just think that I don't know I want to know what your what your opinion is both both you and um your your wife's opinion uh, on that on this matter um on all of the stuff that I just discussed I apologize that I kind of went around things and just you know just, um. I'm kind of backtracked and everything but um thank you for listening and I uh hope to hear your opinion well you're not my wife but uh thank god you're my daughter (laughs) it's a little creepy uh what uh what uh, what sort of opinions do you have on this well it never really told me um what the friend died of like Mm -hmm. Was it like of old age or what was it? What was the cause? Yeah. You think that could play a role in its uh, occurrence? Yes. Why? How so? Like, he could have died from a sickness that gave her that weird feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Like an empathetic, uh, like you're feeling the pain that someone else is going through. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And maybe there was something of that nature going on. It's hard to know. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, she did jump around quite a bit in the story uh, in terms of, of where things were at. So it's kind of hard to, to track some. But uh, I, I think that that does play a, a key role sometimes in how people pass. I think you're, you're onto something there in terms of what causes the haunting, why the haunting is going on. Um, are they aware that they're dead? Are they, uh, you know, are they aware that they are, are they're lurking around doing their things that they're doing? Um, you know, and, and if so, what's the intent? There, there's a lot of things that, that come into play, but that was kind of a key part, um, of that story we might be missing, uh, to get a better understanding and give more feedback on it. Yeah. Like if I could have that one simple reason mm-hmm. i think i could have solved what was happening solved okay well or at least given an, an opinion yeah yeah we don't really solve anything because all of this is opinion but we can we can put a lot of dots together and go here's what the dots say but you tell me what you think i think that if we were to get that answer like how the friend died mm-hmm. we would have been able to connect the dots more. Yeah, I agree. Let's go to our next caller. Hi, you're on the air. Uh, I have a quick kind of feel-good ghost story. Um, It's not too long. But anyway, uh, back when I was about 14, I was at a friend's house. Uh, We were both sleeping in her queen-size bed. And the building she lived in wasn't creepy at all. It was a 1970s uh, apartment building. She was on the second floor. Nothing creepy, scary about it at all. Um, anyway, one night we were in her bed, we were sleeping, um, and there was a, happened to be a walk-in closet at the foot of her bed, and uh, something woke me. I'm not quite sure what it was, but as I awoke, there was a really beautiful kind of glow to the room, like a goldish-white glow, not even a light. 
Um, and then as my eyes made contact with the walk-in closet, I noticed there were people walking around in there, um, all kinds of people, you know, of uh, modern-day clothes to Army uniforms, lots of Navy, Army. Um, I even saw a guy in a Napoleon hat walking in there, and it wasn't like they were, you know, walking around in the closet. It was like as if there were no walls and they were walking in a New York crowded, um, you know, Times Square type thing. I can remember the clothes so vividly, but I could not see faces. Um, so anyway, from that closet emerged three people, a, and a woman and two men, uh, a bit older. And they came over to the bed. Um, as they entered the room, actually, there was this beautiful, like warm feeling. They were almost telepathically telling me, don't be scared. Don't worry. Um, and it felt really good. It was actually a really, really nice feeling. They came over to the bed and they tucked in my friend and the covers actually moved and I could feel them move over me even though I was a little terrified to look right at them. I could feel them and they moved the covers over her, gave her a kiss um, and hung around for a minute. Then after they did that, they went back into the closet and after they got back in the closet, there was, it was completely dark again, no light, no feeling, everything was back to normal. Um, so that was kind of cool. And the next day I asked her about it and she showed me a picture of her grandparents and her uncle and I realized it was them and even the same clothes and everything. Um, it was really incredible. It's something I've never forgotten to this day. Uh, I think it's made me more sensitive just actually knowing that it's there. I feel like now I see things out of the corner of my eyes. I worked for a lot of musicians and in old theaters and a lot of the times in the old dressing rooms, I know that there's someone there looking at me. Um, Anyway, that's my story. I have a few more. I lived in a house in Hollywood built by Charlie Chaplin. Um, we had a lot of things happen there. Um, but I'll have to compile a story to put them all together and tell you because there's just too much to say. Um, but I want to say thank you guys. You guys are awesome. I, like I said, I worked for musicians, and I was starstruck, actually, when Carol responded to a comment I made on her painting on Facebook. So there you go. Thanks, Tony. Hope you guys are great, and I am an EPP, and I love your show. Thank you so much. Bye. Well, it seems like that they were just people coming in to say hi. We're just warm people, and just want to be nice. Just a feel-good one, like she said. Yeah. Where they were there, and really kind of passers-by, not necessarily having a message or some sort of purpose that we're trying to interpret, but... Almost more so you're witnessing this is the other side. Yeah, and it's not dark at all. It's like, these are the friendly ghosts. They're just there. This is your Casper version of it. Yeah. As, as best as you could. You could possibly have a Casper-like experience. Yeah, it's like different versions in like three Caspers. In one room. There you go. That is going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. And EPP, as we call them, sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash Stories. It's only $5 a month. Get access to all of our bonus episodes, brand new ones every single week, including our whole archive and uh, just everything commercial free. So ebook, audiobook, it's on there as well. Sign up, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash Stories. For Harper and all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruski. Thanks for listening.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.